0: Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. It's the second episode of our brand new season, and we've already got an old school feature. Yes. Do you know Uh, what it is? Yes, I do. Should I say that now? I mean, if you know what it is... Speak pipe in the house!
1: I'm Adam Annis. and I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear podcast. Music advice and inspiration coming at you,
0: coming at you today. Sponsored by Open Studio. Go to mm. openstudiojazz.com yes, yes, yes. for all of your uh, jazz lesson needs. You know, Peter, I just uh, I launched a new course this past week here. Yes, on Open Studio called the Major Scale Course. You know what we study on the major Major Scale Course? What? The dominant scale. No, it's all about major scales. Yeah. It's kind of the
1: Barry Harris method of dealing with major scales thirds, triads, approach notes, pivots. It's really, really hip. It's super exciting, super foundational, fundamental. But don't, folks, do not feel like, oh, I know my major scales, I don't need this course. No, this is a whole other it's thing. It's another way of looking at it, another way of practicing it, another way of incorporating it to your playing. And let me know what you think of it, because we might do one on the dominant
0: scale. We might do one on the Dorian scale or on the melodic miter. There's a whole, obviously, a treasure trove of scales that yes. we, can, we can work on like this. It's really fun. Again, and the way
1: that you walk folks through it, it's so good because it gives folks a chance to practice one concept in maybe a new way well it is going to be a new way for most people but to really focus on that but going through you i mean you walk through every single key i I don't think you ever say in that course like oh and then continue on to the the next no we like you actually (laughs) go through you actually hold the hands. yeah so I'm, I'm like it, a, I'm you're like kind a, of guilting people into taking it through all the keys.
0: I like it. I'm like a seventh grade boy on a camp date. I like to hold hands. I like to hold your hand as <laughs> we walk time. through. That's right. The major scale course. Wow. Right. Uh, so again, go to openstudiojazz.com and check that out. So speaking of new features, uh, well, not new. This is an old new feature. <laughs> we haven't done this feature in a while. It's a speak pipe. Uh, this is a
1: 2019 voice... call. They want their speak pipe. Rin Lovelace.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we have a voice message system. Go to you'llhearit.com and leave us your question if you have a question about anything jazz related improvisation related music nerd related piano related you can leave us your message there we have a speak pipe from brian shall we check it out let's do it from the suburbs of philadelphia hold on brian what's up guys this is brian from the suburbs of philadelphia i'm a guitar player and my question is regarding comping with the piano Uh, when i go out to the sessions um, sometimes i get dirty looks from the piano player. So I'm not sure if I'm really uh, stepping on their toes or not, but perhaps you can talk about what you want to hear from a guitar player, what you definitely don't want to hear from a guitar player, and just general advice. would really appreciate it, love the show, and uh, keep giving us the whole kit and capoodles. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Brian. Thanks so much for the question. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Relevant question. We talked about it a little bit here on the show, but it's always good to uh, to talk about how to deal with not just guitars and pianos, but what do you do when there's more than one chordal instrument? Ever, yes. I think there's a myth there that you can
1: never play together, and that's just not true. Absolutely, yeah. So it's about. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to predominantly sort of cop out and say, okay, I'm going to lay out when the piano player is comping, because being a piano player, I can tell you we'll never stop. Yeah. You won't get dirty looks, but you won't get any kind of um, complimentary looks either because we'll just kind of default to constantly And I think that's not the most interesting way to take advantage of playing in an ensemble because I really think um, I know and I've experienced a lot of joy in, in playing with guitarists, piano and guitar together in a way that brings in a new element. So it's not about like, well, we just want to keep the status quo either the guitar is playing or the piano but never shall the the two meet or anything like that but having said that we got to figure out some ways to play so that you're not getting dirty looks that's good that you're you're noticing that but you want to think about there's kind of two different basic Dirty looks going out on a jam session. There might just be the, they don't like the look of you bringing a guitar and they feel like, oh, I'm not going to get his chance to comp. And so don't worry about those dirty looks. Yeah, that's just their their (laughs) problems. Yeah. And also don't, you know, a lot of piano players, I think, and sometimes guitar players can be a little bit aggressive in terms of like follow me or I think I'm better or whatever. Yeah. And what's interesting is the best players that I've encountered are always the, actually the least aggressive. Like, the ones that actually could be, like, follow me or whatever, yeah. are the least aggressive. Well, they realize it's a conversation. It's a conversation, Yeah,
0: right. And you would never just, you know, take... I mean, some, some nights you want to come and take, you know, hold court in the room and just dominate the conversation. Yeah. But most nights, most people with a heart will want to share this <laughs> and, <a soul. laughs> and, and they want, they want to just get to know you through yeah. music. So, uh, yeah, never, I, I would suggest never going to a jam session with a chip on your shoulder of like, I'm going to, I'm going to run this stuff, you know, I mean, no, that's no. not what it's about at all.
1: And, and if we can keep at the forefront of our minds and, and encourage others to, and talk about, um, two things. One is that this is about the entire performance. It's never about the piano and the guitar, unless it's a duet. It's about the entire ensemble. So when you keep that foremost, like, it's kind of like if you're on a football team, you know, and you're like, well, I'm on the special teams or I'm on the the, the linebackers. Like, yeah, you might go practice with them. But when you get on the field, it's the whole team. It's what everybody is doing Absolutely. that's going to get you to that promised land of that win. And so it's the same thing. So don't get caught too much in this piano and guitars like we're so important. But you got to work these issues out. The other thing is this is everything we do, even at a jam session, it's not about us. It's about the audience, actually. Especially when you're comping. (laughs) Especially when you're comping. (laughs) You're Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, but I I think it's so easy to be like, oh, a jam session is my time. See, anytime you start using me, Uh, my... Me words are bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's there's no I in team. There is a me, but, you know, it's like... So we want to get away like, and what I found is like once you start understanding this, it's really freeing because it takes the pressure off. Because you know, a lot of times we think, "Oh, oh the jam session. I want to try out these things. I want to play this tune. I want to, you know." And so you feel like you've got to have all these different things happening in order for it to be an edifying experience for you. But it's still about the audience. It's just like any other gig. It know? is.
0: So we have uh, five things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to run through them here real quick. Number one is, of course, listen. Then we're going to talk about what we want to hear.
1: Right, number but th- that's what Brian's question was. Yeah, then we're going to talk what about we what we, we, we don't, don't want to hear. That was the other part of it.
0: We're going to talk about how to use the whole instrument, whatever your instrument is, oh. to get the most out of comping with another chordal instrument. Yep. And then we're going to talk about uh, getting to know the other instrument and how important that can be. Uh, and then at the end, we'll give you some example recording some some suggested listening, Brian, so that you can maybe uh, have some inspiration.
1: Yep. So, number one... <laughs> listen that's right so this is to listen there's two parts well at least two parts but one is listen to everything that's happening on the stage and how you fit in and how the guitar and the piano are fitting in like that's a constant ongoing thing and so you have to de- develop the ability to do that while you're playing what happens is a lot of folks they only can listen to themselves or listen to somebody else and they. Th- and it's kind of like having a conversation with several people you're standing around like a huddle like the football yeah. analogy you're at a huddle could you imagine if the quarterback whoever's On the plate, and like they're not listening (laughs) at all. Yeah, Yeah. and they're only talking to one person at a time, and like it's a collective thing, and so that's really important. And you have to practice that. Jam sessions are actually great times to practice it. But if you don't go in with that kind of mindset, you're not actually going to develop at that.
0: And if you're not paying attention to what the other chordal instrument is doing, and to what is going on with the soloist, what's going on with the drummer, what's going on with the bassist, yeah, as you're playing, you're not doing it right. You have to hear yourself within the mix of everything. How do you fit into the entire context of the room? That is when you really can come up with some special things and where you really start to have, like I said, that conversation that we were talking about before.
1: Yeah, and I would say the other part of listening is, and we'll hit this at the end, is listen to other people live or recording. Absolutely. Doing this because that's, you know, you can listen to us blabber about some ideas. There's and I tons think of examples. Yeah, examples are always yeah. the, it's like learning a language. You want to learn the grammar and the different ways to do it, but then you just want to see masters that do it and it starts to make sense and starts to become in, in the realm of possibility for you.
0: Okay. Number two, what we want to hear. So, Peter, when you're playing with a guitarist, you play with a great Romero Lubombo. Yes. Actually, Romero featured on this uh, latest Billie Eilish
1: special, yes. which is so cool. Yeah, uh, she like myself. We have many things in common that we like to collaborate with Romero that's Lubombo. That's right. That's
0: right. So, when you and Romero are playing, how? What do you want to hear out of that guitarist as you're accompanying? Diane Reeves, for instance.
1: Yeah. So okay, so I've done quite a few duos with him and then quite a few, actually we've done a few gigs just guitar, piano, and vocals. Yeah. And so the more that I focus on what I want to hear, like, um the really getting inside of the the beauty of the way Homero plays, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Like that starts to, to that that's kind of an interesting and fun and unselfish way to approach it because then all i'm really thinking about is like what do i what do i kind of fit in around the edges for that and, and not to say that there are times when i would probably kind of take over or take a more dominant role but Like, it's okay to be selfish and be like, I just like to listen. Like if it's somebody that's sounding good, you know, like just back off a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that and play around that Play supportive roles, play around the edges. And because what you want to hear is very much along the same lines of what this is like. See, a lot of people say, oh, what do I want to hear? Oh, I want to hear them supporting me. What you're really saying is you want to hear yourself. You know, in which case get a solo gig, Exactly. so you want to find the beauty. And then look, even if you're not playing with a master like Romero Lubombo, we can find beauty in, I mean, I love people that know how to like, you know, like we'll talk to somebody who just frustrates us and then you'll have some, some smart, saintly person that's like gets really engaged with them. And it's like, you know, brings out the great things. And it's like, wow, I wish I could have been so, so inspiring and outgoing to find beauty in this idiot, you know? So you got to do that sometimes and you can do it. So number three what we don't want to hear. The first
0: thing that comes to mind for me is sort of the antithesis of what you were just talking about. Right. Someone who's not listening. <laughs> yeah. Right, Someone who's just going to steamroll over the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to stereotype here, but guitarists <laughs> do... Tend to crank the volume. Well, they got that that button's right
1: there. The, yeah, yeah, the, the those, dial, the dial. They get them a Fender Twin, and they just go nuts with it. Let's talk about dialing in some humanity instead of dialing in the volume only. That's
0: right. You know, uh, there's really though. I would say there's no musical or textural thing that I would say is completely off the table. It just depends on the on the situation. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to say like, oh, I don't want to hear like big thick chords if I'm playing. No, like. If it could be, like, the perfect thing that I want to hear. Yeah. It just depends on what's happening. So, again, I just don't want to hear someone who is not paying attention to what's happening in the room. And this is another way to say listen, but it's so true. Like,
1: Well, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like you don't want to hear somebody that's not listening as they're playing because they're going to be playing a bunch of stuff that might be great on its own, but it's not appropriate. It doesn't fit into the situation. So it makes... The whole yeah. not work. Totally. You know? And we can never be like, no, but that was a really cool whistle a good line I play. But you no, know, you're not doing it at the right time because you're not listening. That's right. Uh, number
0: four is to use the whole instrument. Yes. So watch this. So I'm gonna play a little F blues, Peter. I'm gonna comp for myself. We'll do a little bass line. Peter's okay. gonna uh, comp with me as okay. a second instrument and watch Peter use maybe some range that is a little unexpected. Ready? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Comping, comping. Oh,
1: sorry.
0: oh, sorry. This guy's soloing over here. Well,
1: no, you were comping. I thought I was supposed to. See, I did the ultimate complimentary thing. I'm solo because you're comping. So we're comping. Why are we both to... comping then? Oh, we're showing as an example. Sorry. What is this episode about? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and now, what I'm doing, you might say, oh, I'm soloing still. No, 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 mon frere. i I'm riffing yeah, a pie, right? There's a pretend saxophone solo going on here. Yeah, this would work. good. Sorry, it does feel man. Good. It does feel good. So, but single but, line going up high, right? Using so the whole instrument?
0: Yeah, no, let's do it again and watch what Peter does. Again, we're talking about using the range of the instrument. So what if I did this? Two, three,
1: uh. He's already on it. He knew what was going to happen. but he's anticipating. I see the bear paws going up high. And I, could I show him what not to do? Yeah. That's terrible. Come on. Trying to ape what you're
0: doing—it's <laughs> <laughs> you you a little, of it. it's a little but, much. Yeah, right? but doing doing just like trying to cover exactly yeah. where the other person is. Now again, this is not like a hundred percent; it doesn't work. Sometimes you can be in the same range as someone, and, and something beautiful can
1: come of it. But don't forget—you've got eighty-eight keys use them yeah and that's a really i mean we're both playing keyboards here but but with the guitar you know um and this will take us right to our next one about knowing the other instruments range and timbre and sound and stuff we 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 have a a bigger spectrum of notes to play from so we should take it that's really up to the pianist to take advantage of that more than the guitarist
0: and that leads us right into number five know about the other instrument about its range about its timbre uh, about how it works the more you know about the guitar the vibes the bass the more you know <laughs> <laughs> the easier it is to to complement them and yes. to play off of them so it's really yeah. really important you know you know pick up a guitar and see That's what right. it's like to play a chord and how that feels for a guitarist and and try the different ranges of the other instruments see what it's like to play like a three note or four note voicing on the vibes and see where you might fit in as a pianist to that Right, because now
1: you'll know this, Adam, because you are quite the guitarist as well as keyboardist. But some of our piano playing listeners might not know this. You can't play that voicing, you know, that nine note voicing on the guitar that close together. It's not possible. It doesn't it's work. Not, it's not enough strings. Yeah. You don't have enough fingers, and it's just so. It's like just those basic things about what spacing and, and shapes work on guitar because we can hear them, but <laughs> but we can't, you know, always understand like like. The perfect ear training doesn't always lead you to just like, okay, identify all those notes like you have perfect pitch. Sometimes you have to understand the, the commonly played things Absolutely. and be able to identify you those got, patterns.
0: you got to know the cliches and the tropes. It's really, 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 really crucial. Yep. All right. So let's do some example recordings of some great guitar and piano duos yeah. uh, you have put here right at the top,
1: Bill Evans Interplay, which I think is really important, and Undercurrent with Jim Hall. Yes, and you brought that up. Yeah, yeah that's that's such a great one. Um, and they're both undercurrent. That's the duo. It's just duo. Duo. So that's perfect as an example for just really and it's, sensitive. It's gorgeous, man. It's gorgeous, it's so and pretty. I mean, but they go in. They're they're not like oh tiptoeing around each other at times. Like yeah. you know, I mean, they're playing. They're they're doing their thing, and so that. Is probably you know one of many, but but just a great sort of encyclopedia of tech, specific techniques you can do in a duo situation. The Bill Evans interplay is more like for a, a typical what you might come across with a rhythm section, with a rhythm section at a jam session or whatever. Yeah. You got Philly Joe Jones, I think it's Percy Heath. Man, that's a great record. Freddie Hubbard. I would also Jim I'd, Hall. I know you Bill wouldn't Evans. say this, but I would recommend the the Peter Martin
0: Romero Lubombo live. Record, you were in Japan, right? Yes, live. Yeah, no, I
1: I think that's, I think we we do the guitar piano thing pretty good. You really do, yeah.
0: And then, uh, man, uh, Oscar Peterson trio,
1: yes. Oh, with Joe Pass, well, with a number of guitars, but I'm thinking any of the, yeah, 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 Joe Pass that actually that record on, I think it's Pablo from like the like 70 I don't know, early 70s, called, I think it's called The Trio, with it's, 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 um, Bass, it's um, Niels Henning, yeah. orsted yeah, yeah, Joe Pass, and Oscar Peterson. Now, Oscar Peterson, you would think, oh, he can't play with guitar because he's so busy. Or that when he does play with guitar, he's not playing as busy. But he is. He, he is. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. He's still Oscar Peterson. It just works. Joe Pass is Joe Pass. So some great examples on there for sure.
0: Awesome stuff. Well, thank yeah. you,
1: everybody. So just to recap, number one, listen Uh,
0: and well, it's really just all listening. (laughs) I was just going to recap, but it's really just all about listening, all about finding your place. And that really starts with the awareness of what the other player is doing, the awareness of what they're likely to do by getting to know their instrument and the awareness to know where they are in the music and then find your spot
1: with that. Absolutely. Cool. So thank you for the, for the, um, question brian and please go to you'll hear to leave us a speak pipe and look when you record it you might think oh i'm gonna mess up they're gonna put me on the air you have a chance to re-record it did you know that it's not like a one take yeah, situation you get to decide what goes yeah on. yeah yeah so don't feel like oh you know it, it's you're no reason to be nervous just drop us that question leave us a rating or review please go wherever you're listening to this podcast that helps spread the love and the algorithms take over to put this in front of people that might be interested and a benefit to them let's go
0: out on a little duo eh? okay oh uh.